Well, thanks for joining me today on the LaCue Family Podcast. I've recently been convicted to read through the Bible in chronological order. Well, I've read through the Bible before and I've never done it in chronological order. So I thought that that would be a great activity to engage in for this next year. And so I printed a Bible reading plan from Blue Letter Bible, which is a great resource if you're not familiar with it already. And I'm beginning with day one in Genesis chapters one through three. And I share some some of my thoughts about the passage after I read through the chapters. So if you want to stick around to the end of this episode, you'll hear a few of my thoughts about things that I found interesting or that I learned this time reading through. Every time I read through the Bible, I learn something new because the Bible is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. So it's interesting. There's always something new that I that I gain from it and that I that stands out to me in my mind each time that I read through it and so I'll share some of that of what stands out to me this particular time reading through it after I read through the scripture. So thanks for joining me. I hope that you will be blessed by the reading of God's word and will join me for many more days to come. Let's get started with Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. God called the expanse sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea, and every living and moving thing with which the water teems according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. 
And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. Then the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground, but streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Pishon. It winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris. It runs along the east side of Ashur. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them, and whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, and all the beasts of the field. But for Adam no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man.
The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return." Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the Tree of Life. There are so many things in these first three chapters of the Bible, and one of the ministries that we have found really helpful in understanding it is the ministry of Answers in Genesis. And Tyson and I have learned so much from that ministry. This time, as I read through these first three chapters, I noticed the word separate. You know, in our, in our culture today, we focus a lot on unity and uniting. 
And so the word that stuck out to me right from the beginning is how one of the first things that God did in creation was to separate. So the first verse of the Bible starts with the first verb is that God created. And right after that, in verse 3, the first thing he did in creation after saying, let there be light, is that he, his first action was he separated the light from the darkness. So after God saw that the light was good, the first thing that he did was to separate the light from the dark. He separated then evening from morning. He separated the waters above from the waters below. He separated the land from the sea. He separated fruit trees by kind, each with their own kind of seed. And I found it interesting that he separated the plants by their kind, but the trees he separated by their seed. The fruit trees he separated by their seed, by the kind of seed. He further separated then darkness from light with distinctions of the seasons, the days, and the years. And then he separated the light of the sun in the day from the light of the moon in the night. He separated by kind all varieties of creatures from sea monsters and fish in the sea to winged birds in the sky. Then the creatures that came from the earth were separated by kind as well. So it's interesting to me, and this was another thing that struck me that I'd never paid attention to before, that the birds and the sea creatures were created first, and then the other creatures came from the earth. And finally, God separated male from female. One of the reasons I find this interesting, one of the first things that we teach our children as parents and educators um, is how to place objects into categories. Like the first lesson in science, the very beginning lessons of science are to observe the differences in objects and to separate them into different categories. So we first teach language to our children by defining words based on how one word is distinct or different from another. So kids learn how to separate things that are hard from things that are soft, things that are dirty from things that are clean. And we teach them to define colors with separate terms. So we define red in a certain way and blue in a certain way. So we learn to communicate our words, our language is based off of these definitions and how we separate things. We relate to each other. We relate to objects according to their definition, according to their kind, according to their label, according to how they are separate. So in Genesis 1, 28 through 30, God lists the categories of how he separated creation. He created plants yielding seeds, trees with fruit yielding seed, the beasts of the earth, the birds of the sky, the fish of the sea, and creeping creatures that move on the earth.
And then finally, in Genesis 2, verse 9, we have the first mention of the distinction between good and evil, and this definition, this defining of good and evil. I find it interesting that God had initially established the precedent that his initial intention was that Adam would not have knowledge of the distinction between good and evil. He told Adam that he must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And imagine with me for a minute how nice it would be to have no knowledge of evil. And think about how that was God's original intention for us. But the corollary to that is that then we would have no understanding of how good God is. We would be ignorant of how God has lavished so many good things on us. When I say the word lavished, that word has so much depth to it, it seems. And I did a quick search in scripture to find out when God uses the word lavished. And there aren't really very many times that God uses the word lavished. But Ephesians chapter 1 is one of those times. And Ephesians chapter 1 verses 7 through 10 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. So there will be a point at which all things are brought together under one head, even Christ, where everything will be united in Christ. And it brings me to the next thought um, I find in Galatians three twenty-eight, where it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So there is a point at which we are united as one, but it's only in Christ that we're united as one. One of the other passages that I think goes with this in my mind is... Luke chapter 20, verses 34 and 35. Um, the Sadducees has, had asked Jesus about marriage and how, how we'll be married in heaven and how if a, a woman marries several different men, so her husband died and she married her husband's brother and then he died and she married the next brother and he died and she married the next brother. And so whose wife will she be when in heaven was the question that they presented to Jesus. And Jesus answered with this and he said, verse 34, Jesus replied, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry 
nor be given in marriage. And this is one of those passage that I have passages that I haven't studied in depth, so I don't claim to fully understand all of the meaning of this, but I find it interesting how God first separated when he created the earth and he created this world that we live in and he separated things and he made distinctions such as between different kinds of creatures and between male and female and between good and evil. And he made these distinctions. But then in Christ Jesus, we are all made one, but only in Christ that we're made one. So thanks for joining me. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow and we'll learn together about God's plan for us and what he has to teach us through his word. Have a great day.